Be Engaged and Inspired Podcast. A simple warning, we may drop an F-bomb or other descriptive words just in case you have small children with you or are at work. We know many of you are planning right now from your cubicle. You've been warned. Be Engaged and Inspired Podcast. And now your hosts, Kia and DJ Sam. Be Engaged and Inspired Podcast. This is DJ Sam. And Kia. Let's be honest, planning a wedding is tricky. And at Be Engaged and Inspired, we'll share our knowledge to help you navigate these tricky waters and leaving you feeling inspired. So before we start everything, Sam, do you have a wedding Wednesday tip you want to share with us? Yes, I do have a wedding Wednesday tip. And you can go to our Facebook page. And every Wednesday, there's a brand new tip that we place on uh, our Facebook page. And you can like us and uh, join us there every Wednesday. This one's for our best men. Junior Toast, please Please, please. Are you ready? <laughs> For those of you who don't know me, I am, trust me, by the time you've got to the toast, everyone, I said everyone, will know who you are. Couldn't agree more. It's one of the most annoying parts of a toast. And when we see somebody say it, all a vendor staff rolls their eyes. <laughs> it just happens. Okay, so today's topic, we're going to talk about the ins and outs of centerpieces. High, low, tiny, flowers, candles. Love centerpieces. Okay. Well, some people love them, and some people think that they should be grand and taller than all of your guests. I do. I do. I believe I like a mix. I like talls and shorts. You like what? Like a mix, like tall centerpieces and low centerpieces. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And the reason why, and on a planning and a design aspect of it, I like it because it happens to be, um, causes you to sort of look throughout the room. When there's something high and low, your eye is drawn uh, and you sort yes. of actually view the yes. whole room. Yes. And sometimes when everything's the same height, everything just looks the same. So you don't really look around. Absolutely. Absolutely. And lots of couples spend so much time trying to make that room be like its own statement piece. And yep. you want everybody to see everything. Yep. Now, I always see these big centerpieces in the middle of the, the table. Does that not obstruct the guests from seeing each other? It can. One of the things to think about is that you want that centerpiece to either be taller than everybody when you're sitting. You don't want it to be eye level. So if you're sitting, your centerpiece should not be the same level uh, as everybody's eyes. Yes. Also, if there's something in the middle, some of these um, florists now have sort of stands that are open in the middle so you can still see through. Oh, okay, yeah. Um, or they're very thin. The danger with things being very thin is if somebody bumps the table the wrong way, everything can come tumbling down. And that's not good. No. And one of the things is people sometimes think, oh, I'm just going to DIY my own centerpiece. Centerpieces need no. to be weighted down. No. Um, they're not as easy to transport as you might think they are. They take up a lot of space. If something breaks, that's a lot of anxiety that a bride doesn't necessarily need. And as a wedding planner, if I'm setting up those things, that's anxiety I don't need. Because yep. if you give me the exact amount and they've been shoved into your car and... You hit the brakes too hard. I mean, I've seen it happen. Uh-oh. And then you're sort of trying to figure it out. One of the other things to think about, of course, is candles. Love uh, candles. I prefer real ones over fake ones, but fake ones have come a long way. Now, do you just suggest one candle, or is that candles within candles and flowers and stuff? What's your thought? Well, a lot of uh, venues actually will provide the little votives for you, sort of as an extra treat. Um I like a few. I think it feels warmer, um, especially if you're having like a fall or a winter wedding. Those times you really need candles. A lot of summer weddings, you don't necessarily need them. We're not getting dark until 
nine o'clock, and by that point, absolutely. everybody's on the dance floor, or absolutely. they should be if you're they, doing your job. Absolutely. <laughs> they are on the dance floor. But And also, some places don't allow you to have real ones. Like the Inn at Mount Makes Pleasant, sense. it's a historic barn. Can't do that. Can't do it. And, you know, a whole bunch of other places have that same restriction. Yep. And places like the Lawn Club in New Haven, they love real candles. They'll light all the mantle up for you with candles. They'll put them into the fireplaces. They really sort of have have their niche there doing something like that. Um, so each facility then has their own restrictions, and it would be a good suggestion that the bride finds this out before you bring them in. Yes. And it's one of those things that you can ask when you're doing your walkthroughs. Ask, say, you know, what have people done in the past? Can I have real candles? Can I not have real candles? When do my centerpieces need to arrive? Also, if there's a little bit of assembly, you're going to need a venue that's going to allow your uh, design staff or your florist in to put those things together. Because like I said, they don't just necessarily arrive and poof, they're ready to go. <laughs> Some assembly required. Yes. And you have to add a little bit of water sometimes, things like that. And those are things that don't people don't always think about. Absolutely. How about, are you in love with like square tables, rectangle tables, round ones? I prefer round. The round you know? ones. Is that because uh, it's old school? Yeah, it's old school and it just makes it easier for everybody to see each other. Now see, now I'm, once again, I like the mix. Oh, throughout the whole reception? Yeah, I like having round ones. I like having rectangle ones, adding some sort of mix. I just feel like it makes the room feel not so matchy-matchy or sweet 16-y to me. That's how my brain thinks. Too banquety. Yes, and I think you can take a banquet hall and really, you know, if you're going to add things like chair covers and all the tables look exactly the same, sometimes, I don't know, it just... Doesn't feel the same way, but that's just maybe me. No, 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 that makes sense. It does. Also, things that people don't think about is how much space do you actually have on the table? If you're having a champagne glass, a red wine glass, uh, a white wine glass, yes. a water goblet, coffee cup, salt and pepper, and sugars, there's a there's a point where there's no room. <laughs> and then people getting drinks from the bar and putting them on the table takes up space. So much space, and people don't. Especially, I've seen a trend of people having multiple different little bottles that have baby's breath or different flowers, and they're trying to make, they put one of those, uh, what is it, like a piece of a log, trying to raise it up or a crate, uh, but all of that spreads out. And takes up space. And so you do have to sort of ask your venue as well what you should be, how much space do you really have? And once you add in candles and making sure nothing is hanging where the candles are. <laughs> um, also, if you're going to add like menu cards and also have, leave room for their table number. Yep. Because your guests do need to find out where they're going. Absolutely. Or your table name. I think I prefer number over name just because people tend to walk from like one, two, three, four. Well, yeah. I, I've, although I, I have had a couple of brides that uh, were world travelers and they picked different countries. And that was very unique. It is very unique, but it does make it a little harder for your guests to know if they're going from Hawaii to Peru to Australia. But isn't that half the fun trying to find your table? But then once again, it does allow you to see the whole space that you've created. Right. Because for a lot of people, this, you know, your centerpieces in your reception hall really sort of dictate the rest of the night. If it's going to be fun, there's lights going on, there's everything going on. It's not just about food. Absolutely. Any other tips that you would recommend as a DJ? Do you like it when somebody puts a centerpiece or decor onto your table? Oh, I I have no no (laughs) problems with that. I don't usually have a table per se, uh, but they usually put it on a subwoofer or a speaker or or, or something uh, in front of me. Absolutely. No, I like to be dressed up, you know. Well, you do wear a tux, usually. Or a suit. <laughs> suit. A suit. Suit. Not suit. a tux. You're this right. Designer suit. Tuxes are from the 1940s. We don't wear tuxes <laughs> anymore. Uh, but I, I, I will give the, the tip that those centerpieces, 
if you need to give them away, you need to be given away at the beginning of the evening. It doesn't mean to say that the guests can take them at that particular time, but you need to distribute them or give them away. I usually like to do something um, uh, like the nearest birthday is, is the most uh, popular. There's some other things that, uh, that we do uh, as well, but a sign that that person that is going to take it um, at the beginning. Don't wait until all the guests have left and at 11 o'clock and your event uh, finishes at 11.05, suddenly remember, oh, I've got to give away this, those centerpieces. That should be done earlier in the evening. Plus, also, don't assume that someone's just going to take the centerpieces, because even they though they're the ones who've been picked, yep. because they may be the ones who are traveling. Yep. They can't take that back on the plane. One of the things that our company does um, over at Engage Connecticut is if there's centerpieces that are left over, our staff will take them and we'll drop them off at a library, Absolutely. at an ER on the way home. Um, nursing home. Nursing home. Yep. Donate them to anybody. I would love always for the flowers to get an extra life out of them. Mm -hmm. Um, sometimes we'll pack some of them together and we'll drop them off wherever they're going to have their brunch or we'll help the family load them into right. their car so they can reuse them. I mean, those flowers are probably not going to die for probably another, like, I don't know, week and a half sometimes, yeah. depending yeah. on how they've been treated. And, and most people forget what to do with the flowers uh, at the end of the evening. I've, I've had brides and grooms who say, oh, we forgot that we could give them away. Mm -hmm. They just think that they're just going to sit there. Uh, and sadly, you know, some of these facilities will just throw them out. One of the other things, which is important for you as well, is if we're giving away maybe the flowers, but not the device that the flowers came yes, in, because they're to, rented. Yes, yes. And we don't want to leave the bride and groom with an additional, you know, $10 per centerpiece charge. Right. And I usually instruct, it's just the centerpiece, the flower or the top or whatever. Yes. I have. I've had to chase a few people down. <laughs> <laughs> it's and it's usually like an ant who's taken one or two of them, and it's like you're like, oh my god. <laughs> As a final tip, just remember to let your DJ, your planner, or whoever else is on staff to sort of know what's going to be happening with those centerpieces. That's one of the best things. Be engaged and inspired. We'll be right back. When your wedding entertainment has to have amazing music, be fun, organized, and professional, your choice has to be Atmosphere Productions. DJs, live musicians, custom lighting and photo booths, as seen on the TLC TV series Four Weddings, winner of the Wedding Wire Couples Choice Award and DJ Times DJ of the Month. Experience the difference. www.atmosphere-productions.com That's www.atmosphere-productions.com Hi, I'm Dave Noonan from Modern Photographic, and I listen to the Be Engaged and Inspired podcast on iTunes Podcast and Google Play. And you should too. Do you like goats? <laughs> Do you like farms? <laughs> Want to get married at a goat farm? <laughs> Bradley Mountain Farm, located in Southington, Connecticut, is the perfect location for your wedding. Choose from a lakeside or field ceremony. From intimate gatherings of 25 up to 300 tented, Bradley Mountain Farm is the perfect venue. Find us online at engagedct.com. Now, back to Be Engaged and Inspired. With your hosts, Kia and DJ Sam. Welcome to Be Engaged and Inspired. And I'm here with Beth Bolton from A Little Something Cake Studio, located right here in West Hartford. So we're going to talk cake wedding mishaps. This oh is a returning, gosh. well, wedding mishaps is a returning topic that we're going to be having throughout the season. So, of course, we would love for you to share maybe some of, uh, in your 10 years, cake mishaps, things you've seen, something crazy, something that went wrong. It doesn't always have to be your cake either. Okay. I've seen, <laughs> oh, I've seen so much. And I mean, I have to say that I've been a part of some wedding mishaps and some wedding cake mishaps. A couple things that probably do stand out is that when I brought a cake to a, a venue, I was left with literally um, just a single silk stalk of flowers to put on the top of the cake. <laughs> 
And I was mortified because I couldn't put that on top of my cake. No, of course not. I, it almost looked like the people who take the spring flowers and pop them in the garden mm-hmm. out front in the house. Literally, that was the flower that they wanted me literally to stick in the top of the cake. Okay, so like from like the dollar store? Exactly. It did have the tag. There were a couple places that I have been where people have left me the greens and the flowers, and the tags are still on them, and I'm trying to hide the tags. Or cut them off or do something last minute. Well, I didn't want to cut them off because what happens if they plan on returning them after? I don't know that. Some, yeah, unfortunately some people have done that. I once had a cake um, at a wedding that was in the backyard. The bride's sister had made the cake. And she also made the cake stand, which was all wrapped with black feather boas. And it was a hot day, so their fondant was sweating, but it was also windy. It was one of those weird New England summer days or summer evenings. And the wind kept pushing the feather boa up and onto the bottom layer of the cake. And you really can't peel those feathers off of, like, a white cake with any sort of ease. So it looked like it was having, I don't know, a fuzzy mold growth problem at the bottom of it. And we quickly cut it and moved it away so people didn't stare at it? I've had um, a cake topper that literally was almost double the size of this (laughs) two-tiered cake. I looked at the event planner and she looked at me and I went, "Mm, that can't go on there. (laughs) Like, Like it really can't fit there. Like it's really way too heavy to go on there. So we had to strategically find a place that this statue yeah. had to be so that they could statue. see it literally was like a statue. you probably could have put the cake on top of the big huge cake topper and then it would have been like holding it up see why didn't i think of that <laughs> you need to work with us as wedding planners because we'll think of anything crazy to make sure that everything comes together one of the times i had a cake come that was totally the wrong cake none of the flavors were correct it was wild like none of the flavors were correct the bride and groom took it in stride they were great and happy and, but she walked by and she's like, this is not what we ordered. And I mean, there's nothing you can obviously do at that point in time. Okay. I've had a cake. I've had a groom's cake go missing once. They just didn't drop it off. I've had a birthday cake because the bride's birthday was also um, their anniversary, their wedding anniversary. I'm assuming that groom was very smart and just wanted to make sure that all important days were all on the same day. Smart man. Yep. Except the cake didn't show up. I've also had cakes show up um, late. I had a cake that was being delivered was at a venue that had two different ballrooms and the cake people were the same so instead of coming early for my wedding they came late to my wedding but they were early for the other people's wedding so at the last minute just before we let the guest in they were putting their cake down maybe about I don't know with five minutes to go even though they were supposed to be there 45 minutes earlier oh well now see I was late for a wedding also I was stuck in traffic and I didn't know where all this traffic was coming from I'm like I only have to go five miles to this venue why am I stuck in all this traffic and I get there and they tell me that the bride and groom hadn't shown up either (laughs) well come to find out bride and groom are stuck in the same traffic that I am and little did I know that they got married at the Chick-fil-a that is literally next door (laughs) to where my shop is was that their first date I don't know what the significant was it was like the last minute decision okay well I mean people have gotten married at a waffle house they've gotten married at Walmart they've been you know if we all had to get married where our first dates were I think that would be really scary oh it really would be (laughs) it would really be very very scary I think I would be getting married at a drive-in I think I don't know okay well it doesn't really matter so as we're sort of starting to wrap things up, what are like three things that you really 
wish like the couples of today sort of know so they avoid a cake wedding mishap? Well, I think the first thing that I would like brides or actually the whole the couple, the family when they come in is to really have a clear knowledge as to what their budget is for a cake. They have to really do their homework before they come in to anybody. True. To order a cake. You have to know who you're going to and have some idea as to how much the cake is going to cost you. Okay. Um, the second thing that I would say is that couples of today don't think about having cutting knives. <laughs> I think uh, I tell probably 85% of my couples to make sure that there's cutting knives. I don't care if it's something borrowed. I don't care if it's something that you put on your registry. Um, the registry ones are ugly. So, I mean, I, they are. So, maybe that's what, where people hesitate. Maybe you should come up with your new line of like really pretty and elegant cake knives. Just an idea. Just in your oh, spare time. Another, another revenue stream. There <laughs> yeah. we go. There you go. And, and what's your third tip? My third tip is, is have some idea as to what your cake is going to look like on the table in your venue. Okay. So that means what? So are you going to have the cake on a cake stand? Are or a you, crate. Or a crate. <laughs> or are you going to have it flat on the table? Are you going to put tea lights around and also, Your who's going to put the cake down? Are you putting the cake down? Or I mean, I've had to move a cake once, which I that could have been a wedding mishap had I moved the wrong way. But, you know, I, I, those things are hard, like yeah, heavy. They are heavy. And I, like just the idea of trying to balance it on top of a crate or if it's the wrong size cake stand. Before I go, before I take a cake out of my car and go into a venue or a venue that I've never been to before, I always walk into that venue <laughs> first and I say, where is the cake going? Okay. And if it's a venue that I've been to before, I can normally tell the bride and groom where I want that cake table to be. Gotcha. Because there's a lot of times in some of the venues that they put the cake table in a really... Like in a, right in the middle of the dance floor, right where everybody's going to walk in, right, right by the doors. A very precarious position. <laughs> so, you know, I usually tell them, okay, when you sit down with your planner at this venue, this is where I have seen the cake tables. This is where I prefer your cake to be. And that's why people should listen to the professionals. That's right. Well, thank you so much for joining us and sharing our, you know, cake wedding mishap section. Once again, you can always download us off of iTunes and Google Play. If you have any questions or topics you'd like us to cover, please send us an email to engagect at gmail.com. And we look forward to having you join us next time. The Engaged and Inspired podcast is copyright and produced by Atmosphere Productions in association with Engage Connecticut.